Good evening and welcome to our, another meeting of the Culinary Historians of Chicago. I just realized that uh, this is uh, our um, 29th year in, 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 I think, September. We celebrate 29 years. So welcome uh, to yet another wonderful meeting. Uh, and tonight we're going to get some street smarts about uh, Indian food. Um, Indian food, I think, has become like Italian food or Chinese food. It's part of America's food right now. And adding a little more depth to what, what Indian food, especially Indian street food is, is our guest Ranjana Bhargava from India, who's been here 40 years, I think yeah. at least 40 years in this country. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about Ranjana. Well, first of all, personally, I've known Ranjana for years. I met her when I started taking Indian cooking classes in her home in Chicago's, uh, the South Shore neighborhood. And she has a beautiful home and it's, it's, a, it's a magical experience taking classes in her home. I've also taken classes from her in, in various um, businesses. Like I think she taught at Marshall Fields, uh, a class I had at Marshall Fields in their cooking school at the time. Uh, I've taken Ranjana's tour of Devon Avenue, which is amazing. And, um, and she's, uh, anyway, she's a wonderful cooking teacher, highly knowledgeable. And addition, in addition to Ranjana's knowledge about Indian food, she's, um, she's a typical food person in that uh, she's a psychologist by profession. And she served as the executive director of five different nonprofits. And she's the founding member of the first shelter for battered Asian women in the United States. Again, a typical food person. And Ranjana is going to give us her take on Indian street food or what the term means. And Ranjana, please get on your magic carpet and take us to Indian street food. Thank Namaste. you. Namaste means the good in me greets the good in you. And I welcome each one of you today because it's, it's a, a great journey, uh, especially to think about how street foods are served all throughout India. And um, there are many regions, there are many um, classical uh, dishes. So um, the thing that I really want to emphasize that it's not just about traditions, but it's about making a journey a journey of all the kinds of foods that are served throughout India. And why is street foods important? The street foods are important because when somebody is hungry, they cannot go just to their home or just to the family. Sometimes whatever they are doing, they have to find a place close by and it doesn't have to be a restaurant it's somewhere where they can go and eat and street foods to me mean a lot i am so happy to present this indian cooking through a defined new um, way it's it's not only just vast and variant but it's about the availability if things are available in any part of india then they can be also served as street foods. Um, it's also very geographically ingrained, very much 
um, affordable and there are no trucks. Um, the truck concept is so American and possibly now at the bigger uh, cities they have developed that because it's uh, far away. But before when I, I left the country almost 55 years ago, when I came to Chicago at that time, there was no grocery store, no restaurant, and there was nothing available um, as, as an Indian item. So the, the, I, the places that my friends from IIT took me were, uh, were Mexican and Chinese places. And that's where I found vegetables that I could use. I could find grains and I could find ways and means from memory actually, because I had only one cookbook to make all the dishes. And we were the first married couple at IIT. And uh, so all the bachelors would say, cook this, and they would bring their own recipes. So it meant a lot to be engaged and to be connected to people and to bring, bring back memories, not of just this country, of the country that I had left, but also about memories of cooking. And that was sustaining, especially because we were vegetarians. We, if we went to McDonald's and asked for a hamburger, they would give, uh, I mean, a burger without a hamburger, they would just look at us and say, how stupid can you be? Um, so uh, that is the kind of thing. So India is definitely um, a place, not only friendly, but symbolically it's connect, connected to the well-being and sustenance of people. The biggest availability means engaging with the family, engaging with the friends, engaging with the neighbors, and that flexibility highlights, highlights literally all the traditional dishes that we would make. And they, they were not passed out from generations. We, we literally, uh, the recipes came from generation to generation. There was nothing written. So even, even at that point, I did not find that I could uh, uh, find recipes, but only from, per, uh, from my mother, my mother-in-law. So cooking is regional. Cooking has a lot of history. Cooking has traditions and it has art. So street food explores all these cuisines in different regions in accessibility by foot, by other means of transportation. It is also something where the rich and the poor all enjoy this. The poor look at it as their only meal sometimes. The rich feel that this is a great way of tasting and um, eating very good Indian food. And again, the way I would describe it is there would be a straw um, table and over the table um, or um, uh, there was some, a big, big plate and they would just make it with, and the three things that they served in was cut paper, uh, leaves made into a bowl and um, 
leaves uh, again um, almost joined together beforehand, so they dried up. And then there was clay. So there were clay pots. And once you ate, you just threw it. And threw it, there wasn't even a garbage, but there was a big pile and uh, the man probably took it away afterwards. So it was a sustenance thing that I would say in different regions, in diff they were accessible. And it was also something as the last resort for many people. Uh, it's also exp uh, explorative, it's flexible, and it's some something that I would say was so simple that one can look at it and say, oh, today I'm having gold kappas. And gold kappa is something like, this is a gold kappa that you can buy from the Indian store. And it's a flaky uh, ball. And in that ball, they would put chickpeas, potatoes, and a liquid. But the liquid is made out of mint, yogurt, and uh, some spices. And that, that's a very interesting concept to understand what spices are put. All the throughout, if I look at um, uh, uh, food, there are three tastes. There's salty, there's tart, and there is heat or hot. So there would be black pepper in this, salt, which is black salt, and then there was uh, tamarind, which was the tart. So that is how this water was created. And you put that and this, if you even transfer to the person who's eating, he has to, he or she has to eat it right away, otherwise it will disintegrate. So it goes as one gulp and that that is one of the best exp um, memories of street food, which is called Golgappa. And people, people would have that. Uh, the second uh, thing that I want to emphasize is that whenever we think of um, street food, there are six categories that I would look at. Um, one is breads. The bread can be dosa, bread can be paratha, bread can be khati roll, which is a bread again. And then uh, there's pav bhaji, uh, which is uh, a bun uh, uh, with a hamburger, but the hamburger is made out of vegetables. Um, and, and yes, you can get meat, meat hamburgers too. Um, and then uh, there is the rice or the grains. They can be soaked, they can be cooked, they can be um, what I would call, um, uh, you soak them and then after three days, um, there are threads coming out and that's when uh, they are sprouted and you can have that. And that's very, very healthy cooking. So um, it doesn't even have to be cooked. It can be eaten as, as what today we are going to make is bhel, and um, that is done. Then there are crepes, and I just made a dosa, and I want to show you that even, even a crepe like this, a dosa, it has potatoes inside, and then there are lentils, which give the protein, and there's a chutney. So that becomes a very 
it's it's from the southern india southern part of india but it's very nutritious it's a complete meal and yes it's a, a street food because you can get it anytime there's also something that accompanies that it's called uh, idli or vada and and both both can be uh, bought separately and it's it's a interesting concept that people really don't want to spend so much time cooking at home so it's easier to get it from outside i think all of you are familiar with the concept of tiffin that means um in bigger cities um you could order your food and they come almost like street food but they are coming in tiffin carrier which is three three uh, boxes put piled together and and so the next thing that we have to do is how fruits and vegetables are eaten raw and how they are mixed together again um, lemon juice is very popular uh, but then there is all the other tart things that can be used it can be yogurt it can be tamarind it can be tomatoes and that is put together another part is that if they if the roasted vegetables are kept how they are mixed together i uh, especially in a big uh, uh, earthen, uh, a big uh, pan where there is heat coal coal in the bottom and you have a um, um, a, a vendor uh, uh, movement that means you have something that you can move and that can be stopped at any place i remember at my school school we could get that too so that is important corn on the cob is something very very popular especially during the time that it is there most of the ingredients now are available year round but previously only when when the season came we could buy that uh, there is also the whole concept of juices and we have thandai which is made out of milk and some spices there is panna which is made out of uh, 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 raw mango and um, then there is lemon uh, lemon uh, water uh, or lem we call it sharbat uh, and that that is very very popular especially in during the summer time and um, there are many other drinks and they can be with um syrups or uh put together with fresh things or fresh fruits like raspberry and things like that we we drank a lot of that during summer um the other part is there is a whole lot of ice cream available and the ice cream again is a street food and it is very popular so i i just want to say that at this point when i look at 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 your dedication as foodies coming to listen to me i feel that all the students who have even come today they are focusing on the essentials of indian cooking and yet they these are all quick dishes it doesn't mean that it takes a real long time most people think that indian cooking takes a long time and therefore it's harder to cook to me the texture the aroma the regional cooking all of that matters and i really feel that
the street food was always presented in a very appetizing manner. Even though the dishes were disposable, it was with utmost cleanliness because if it was not clean, people would not buy. My earliest recollection was from a cane basket and that could be carried by hand or it could be balanced on the head. And they, they were very good in balancing. And that means it was cold stuff, not hot. But if it was hot, then it was a cart that could be pu pushed through. So there, there is something that is very popular all throughout India, which is called samosa. And we will make very quick samosas today. But samosa is um, to us what hamburgers would be for you. That means any place in India, we could get a samosa. Samosas can have different feelings, uh, fillings, but the most popular filling is potatoes and peas. Once they are cooked, it, it blends together with a few spices with no turmeric, because if the turmeric is there, then the shell um, also becomes yellow. And um, it, it is also something where you can vary the filling. But it's always served with chutney. Chutney is a relish and chutney also means that it, it can, by dipping a samosa in chutney, you are uh, enhancing your taste and especially the heat and the, the tart, all of that comes through the chutney. So samosa is very, very popular. Um, it, most people in India know that traditionally they can, they have always to eat at home, but now they are breaking the rules. And of course, people can have a meal every day outside uh, and some of it is street food, but then it's also very community driven. Culinary secrets, all the secrets that we think of, they are rarely shared because professional cooks would not like someone to imitate and copy whatever they are doing. I want to emphasize the three dishes that I would cook today. And at the same time, cooking well would also mean that um, there is a taste to it and there is a methodology. Again, it is very, very simple. And I uh, definitely feel that one has to look at it not as um, food that we are sustaining or eating, but it's also very, very tasty. And um, that, that to me is very good. Um, I have this map of India and I think I have sent it to Kathy too, but this has all the street foods of India. And that is a very good way to understand where, what is coming. And so what I want to say that this is North India on the top and um, North India, you can have kulcha, which is big breads made out of uh, uh, East dough. And then there's chole or there is a mutter paneer. But then we come to um, uh, a little down and you will see that there's bhel puri, there is um, uh, many, many things that I would say um, 
there's a uh, the bun and then the tiki uh, is the potato um, uh, patty that is very much like hamburger then there is puri puri is a bread that is made out of whole wheat flour and puri aloo is very very popular there can be other vegetables added and then um, there is the black chickpeas all the kinds of grains that we think of that cannot be used can be um, either sprouted or cooked or mixed together and they are very tasty how that has been put together. There's also dahi bara, which is um, uh, 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 a grain which is um, uh, called urada, and it is soaked and then it is um, blended and it is put fried and uh, the balls are fried and then they are put in yogurt. So dahi bara is very popular, even dahi papri, which is from the same papri. And we also have like at the southern end, we have dosa, we have omelette, we have vada pao, which is um, again a, a hamburger thing. And jalebi, I've made jalebi and I, I can show you all the jalebi. And, uh, these are all desserts and they, they, are, they are also available at most places uh, in street food because people, people, so I have laddu, I have jalebi, I have barfi. So people can have that. And then the samosa, the uh, samosa, it can be also made into many, many ways. So these are all snacks, but they are snacks that after a meal or after a street food, you would also say, yes. I would like to have mm -hmm. that. So then they are all ready and people, people are able to share. So that is what I wanted to show that uh, it's not street food of a specific area in India. It's all over and different things are used uh, based on availability, on economic uh, accessibility and uh, the cooking part. So um, some of them require a lot of cook, uh, prep work, but they are all pre prepared beforehand. So when you go within a minute, you are able to get a plate. So it's that is what makes it street food very valuable because it's not waiting time. It's something that you can do it right away. I also want to emphasize that there are no rigid recipes. So no one can say, I had this at this place and therefore it has to be a similar taste at another place. Even a samosa, if I take it all over India, it is available everywhere, but the taste of samosa varies. In Hyderabad, there is one store where you can get 100 different kinds of samosas and including meat samosas. So one can go through this in, in, in a passing way and say, I would like to have this mm. today. Um, there is also a lot of laborers who would eat street food, a lot of students, and all universities have some availability. It's not food trucks, but there are people available who will make it in front of you. And this is, this is so much a, um, a thing where you 
catch the passion and say, oh, I can eat this. And that that makes it so good because um, they are always very, very tasty. Um, street food addresses different palates and there are pockets that you will see they vary. So there are five, again, uh, ways to see uh, street food. Fruits, uh, bread, uh, something cooked, something assembled together. And we are going to assemble now bhel. And I want you to see how quickly bhel is made. Bhel is a street food from Mumbai. And um, you can get all kinds of bhel uh, available. But it is very much something that one makes out of this. And this is called murmura. Murmura is the, when I came to this country, we couldn't find murmura. So I would use rice krispies and they came out just as good. So rice krispies in that, I put a lot of things. These are peanuts. So I put peanuts on in that. I can put cashews. And then I have these are all the things that I have. So there's dal moat, which is made out of um, flake, almost like um, uh, rice, uh, the cereal, the uh, grain cereal. And then there is moong dal fried, or it can be soaked moong dal, and there is save. So all of them get mixed up. And then we also put a couple more things. One is peas. This is daikon that is grated and we are putting daikon together and there are peas. These are uh, just each peas and they, they become very good. And you can also put three other things. And one of both, both these things I have to make, one is the chutney and I'm going to show you how to make a chutney. This is out of um, all the ingredients uh, that I will show once, once I finish this. So we put chutney with it and then we put the other chutney, which is tamarind chutney. And so tamarind chutney, we are also putting that and that has a couple of spices. And I've sent the recipes, but you, you can also see that. And then you can put fresh tomatoes or tomatoes um, uh, uh, boiled and steamed. And once this is done, then if you mix it up, this is so healthy because you can eat it from a, from a little container. You can eat it on a plate. And it can be a full meal because it Ranjana, can you hold it up a little bit? So yeah, because it has nuts, it has vegetables, it has grains, and it has it has it's a complete meal. So the, there is something tart, there is something salty because all the 
snacks are salty. And then we have um, the biggest topping is green chili. So I'm putting the green chili and you can also put um, onions if you want. So I'm putting a few onions, okay? So these, this is a complete meal and now this is how you serve it. And that's what I wanted to show you. So we have something called papar. So papar you can buy 10 at a time at, from the Indian store and they look like this, Lijat papar. So you take a papar and then so this is like having your bread and once you have this papa you catch it with just a small area not not the, the whole area and you keep the heat high and then you just roast it So see how the roasting is done and the color changes. It's from a dark color. It becomes a... Uh, Ranjana, is, is, are you putting this in like a wok? We can't see what you're putting it in. Uh, is this no, like a little wok? straight on the fire. Okay. It was straight on the fire. It was not in a wok. Okay. All right, and I can show you how it looks as straight. It was on the spire. Now, now if, 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 you, if you don't have gas, uh, like have electric yeah, or- Yeah, then you can make this in microwave. Okay. So it, and also some people fry it. I don't fry it, but it can be in microwave for um, 40 seconds and it, it pops up. So see how it took a shape of almost like a, a plate. And in that, you put your bhel. This is, this is how it looks. And you always garnish with coriander. So we are just putting some coriander. Take out the leaves and the coriander is garnished, okay? So this, this you can eat. It's almost like having a cracker with a full meal on, on it. And you don't even need other utensils because it's not wet and it is something that you can carry and uh, break pieces and eat it. So hail is something very, very popular. And again, it can be served on a, um, a, a newspaper. It can be served, served in a bowl or on a clay pot. But that is there. And now we are going to do, this is the chutney because we have used the chutney. I want to just show you. This is coriander. So you take a half, a bunch of coriander. There's lemon juice. You can also use reconstituted lemon half a banana, peanuts, green chili, salt, and, uh, and uh, roasted cumin seeds. 
We always roast the cumin seed when we make raita or we make any dish that people eat it raw. And that, that I'm just making in the blender. So you will see how, how that works out very well. So remember when you're making it, you also use some water because it won't be I'm just putting this and... popular even with any dish that you want to serve. The next thing that I want to make is something that is again so popular is called khati roll and khati roll means a, a bread with a filling and the filling is made out of paneer. Paneer is the homemade cheese or you can buy from Costco or you can buy from Indian store and they come in a slab like this. So this is paneer if you buy it from the store. This is paneer if you make it at home and I have made it in the microwave. You boil three cups of milk and when they uh, at after five minutes at high you put two tablespoons of lemon juice you stir it and then you strain it and this is how it looks so this is very tasty and again there are lots of sweets especially mm -hmm. in the west side of india uh, bengal um, these are called bengali sweets and they are very good so we are just going to make a dish um, that is called the that will fill the khati. Khati, khati means um, uh, salty, something spicy, something tart, but all blended together. So we are making a dish with uh, paneer. And again, I just want to show you because this is called karhai. And karhai is to us a walk, but at the same time, it's very essential for all the things that we are cooking, whether it's vegetables or frying or um, putting things together. So I'm going to use karhai and show you how in a very simple way you can make a dish that is called um, the, the filling for the khati roll. So again, I'm pushing this down so you can see it. Uh, right now, it has nothing in it, and I'm putting some oil. So anything that you start cooking Indian, uh, it always has either oil, butter, or uh, ghee. Here, this is the oil that I have put. So it's about a tablespoon of oil in a kadhai. And I'm, I'm lighting, I've lighted it up. And I am going to show you all the things that I will add. 
that will make a paneer dish. And I have some ready already, but I will show you how it's done. So the first thing that you do, this is my spice rack. Again, I have a North Indian, a South Indian, all kinds of spice racks, four of them. And this is the North Indian. So if you look at it, it has two uh, seeds, which is cumin seed and mustard seed. Then red chili, it has turmeric, it has salt, and this is ground coriander coming from the seed, and I'll show you the seed. And this is mango powder. And the last thing that we always put in a dish is called garam masala, which is a, 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 a blend. Masala means blend, and it is a blend of uh, um, um, three C's and two B's. So it's cinnamon, cardamom, and cloves. And the two B's are black pepper and bay leaf. And they are blended together. They are not roasted. They are just blended together. And that becomes your final product in anything that you're cooking. So this is my Indian spice rack and it's called Masala Dabba. So here is my oil and I'm just heating it up so we can just see. And I've already prepared the, the uh, paneer thing, but I just want to show you how it can be done. So the first thing is if you want to use fresh paneer, that's different. But if you want to use the store-bought paneer, which can be from an Indian store or from Costco, um, you cut them into cubes. And when you cut them into cubes, they become very easy to eat. So here I have a uh, paneer slab and before I do that I put five wet things in in the oil so there is onion there's green chili there's tomato and again off, most often I blend it because that, then it becomes, and then there's clove and ginger. So I'm putting five wet things in the masala. And then I will put five other spices and then put my paneer pieces or paneer uh, that I have cooked. So I just put the garlic and this will cook in about three minutes. Once this is done, then I have like misantla, that means on a plate, I put all my spices that I need and that, that becomes very easy. So here's my So the coriander is always double of the amount, turmeric, red chili, mango powder, and I'm showing the chili so you will see it. Cumin, 
my shirt and top. So this is how the spices are put together. So I already have the wet spices. Those were five things. Onions, tomatoes, green chili, ginger, garlic. Now, and, and there was uh, our tablespoon of oil. Now I'm putting coriander powder, which is um, made at home, but um, from coriander seeds, turmeric powder, red chili, mango powder, cumin, mustard seed, and salt. And I'm putting all of that in. And then I stir it. So if you want to make it quick, you can use just this paneer because that dissolves very quickly and it is easy to make. But if you want it to look more fancy, then what you do is you take the snap and you cut it into small cubes. So again, I could use a cutting board, but this is very easy for me. Once you have that, then you take out your herb scissors and you cut the coriander. leaves of the coriander and you wash them because I don't keep it washed in the fridge I keep it in a glass and put put the stems in water so they last me for almost a week so here's my coriander and I'm using these scissors but I wash them first Remember the five things that we used in the beginning, the five things that we used as spices. And now the most important part is you never forget salt, so you put salt. Because without salt, a, sa a savory dish will not taste right. So here I take the salt and I am going to mix it up. simple it is and I don't know why um, everybody thinks that Indian cooking is so complicated but this this is almost done and I am going to put some of the fresh paneer because it tastes better so we have both the paneer cubes and the regular paneer that we made 
So once this is there, then I have made this bread. And this is a bread made out of all-purpose flour, but I have kneaded it with yogurt. And I have put that together and that, and then it can be an open face like this, or it can be a roll. So khati roll means it's put in a roll. So I'm putting it like this right now, but this is what it looks like. So this became, um, it's cooked right now, but I can cook another one if you want and make it into a roll. Or we can use um, whole, uh, I mean, all-purpose flour uh, tortillas, the big ones, and roll it up with that. So you can do that. And one thing that I forgot to add was we added mango powder, but you can also put fresh lemon juice because they taste very good with this. So this is khati roll, and you can see how how delicious it is. Again, you put some some of the um, coriander leaves in it and it comes out very good. Okay, so this is done. And now we are making the, the, the one chutney we have made and this is the tamarind chutney. So tamarind comes you can either buy a bottle of tamarind paste from Indian store or from Mexican store, uh, or you can have a tamarind slab. And off that slab, I have taken only an inch and that I soaked about three hours ago and it is now all, um, the, it's all disintegrated. Sometimes you find seeds and you can then play um, jack with it. But now all of this, the pulp is there. I am just going to mix it together. And in that, you can either strain it if you want, but right now the pulp has dissolved so well that I am just going to put some water. And there are five things, there are three things that we put, or four things that we put. The first thing we put is sugar. So remember, this is very tart. So by putting sugar, which is almost two tablespoons. So I'm putting sugar and then I'm making sure that all of this gets dissolved and there is none, none of none that would come in your mouth when you eat. So see, I am removing any big pieces that would come in the mouth. And this is what chutney looks like. And in Indian restaurants, they add red color to it. So when you eat, it doesn't look brown. But this is called the sweet chutney. The other chutney is spicy chutney because it has green chili and everything. And there are three more things that we add to it. There is salt and then red chili or black pepper. 
and uh, also cumin seed roasted. So I'm just putting them in. So again, once this is mixed, I it has to be finger licking good. So I'm just going to taste it and say whether it is finger licking good. But this chutney, once it is boiled, it can last a month in the fridge. If it is not boiled, it is consumed within two days. So I'm tasting it. And it is, it is finger licking good. So you can put your um, khati roll, put your chutneys. There are two chutneys available and those, those come out very good. Okay. So we have we have this and the bhel in a papar. And then we can put the chutney up there and the other chutney. So another thing that we often use is yogurt or dahi. And uh, we make a, something called raita. And most homes, if they can afford it, would eat raita every day in the evening. So raita can be made with grated carrots, with grated daikon, with grated cucumber, or tomatoes or onions, and then there are balls that look like kicks, and we can put those. So either choice, whatever you want to use, you can use. Um, so the yogurt is always one part, the whatever you put inside is one quarter part, and then you put three spices, salt, black pepper or red chili, and um, roasted cumin. So that makes your raita and um, it, it is something that people just make it as an accompaniment to any food that they are eating. So we have cooked a couple of things and um, the next thing that we have to make is samosa and that, that's, that I am just making it in a so again, I have another karhai. So I'm making, so karhai, uh, there are two karhais that we need for the samosa. One is for the potato filling and the other one is for the oil. And the oil is where we fry. So I'm just showing you and I hope you all can see it, but I'm going to speak, keep speaking because that will help you to understand what, what it is. So here, I'm cooking the potatoes and there are two seeds that we put and one of them is called the fennel seed. So fennel seed looks very much like uh, cumin seed and we this gives a very good fragrance to, uh, to samosas. And then the other thing is this is coriander seed and I ground that and I showed you in the spice rack. The, that's the ground cumin uh, coriander seed. The fresh coriander, you've seen the bunch and that's how uh, from fresh,
they become seeds and from seeds they become the powder. So I'm putting the fennel seed and it's for four people you just use a teaspoon. And at the same teaspoon you put Cuban seed, same amount. And then I always like fresh green chili in, in my samosas and that's what I'm putting. Now my potatoes are all cut. They are boiled with the skin and then I peel the skin. So you can make, again, it's your choice. You can make samosas out of potatoes and peas or uh, uh, yam or uh, um, uh, cheese and uh, spinach, uh, cauliflower, broccoli, um, uh, uh, even eggplant. All of them can be made into a filling for the samosa. Remember in samosa you do not, in the filling you do not put uh, turmeric because the shell will become um, uh, yellow. So here I'm adding potatoes but I have not put this on. So I'm just lighting it up. So once this is cooked, then there are four other things that we add in it. And again, you use your spice rack. So the first thing that you add is we put the two seeds, that is fennel seed and cumin, the same amount. Then we put green chili. And now we are putting coriander powder. You can put a little bit of red chili because all the green chilies are already there and they already have the seeds. And then you put mango powder. So this is how it looks like when, when it is, so see. And now we are putting the potatoes. And then you put peas in it. So I'm just stirring it and you put the peas and that's it. So the peas are always one quarter of the potatoes, but you can decide, you can also make a samosa with only peas. So this is almost ready and now we are going to roll the samosa and show you how that can be done. So what is one thing that is missing right now because without that it won't taste good. Um, you always at the end ask, did I add salt? If I didn't add salt, then I add salt. 
because without salt it would not taste right. And salt is to your taste. And now you use your spoon and you whatever the potatoes are, you mash them up. Or you can use a masher. This is such a small amount. Use a masher and everything becomes so this becomes like double cooking the potatoes and they are not fried that means they are not in too much oil but at the same time they cook very well so i'm just going to show you how it looks So this is how it looks. So again, it is to your liking, whatever you want to use as a filling, but this filling is ready. And this is the dough that I have made. So this is all purpose flour with uh, I, I only took a one quarter um, uh, cup of flour and in that I put um, about a teaspoon of oil and a little bit of salt and this is needed and I can make it into a, a long thing and then just snip enough that it fits in my fit, uh, uh, fist. And now I'm going to roll it and show you how quickly the samosas can be made. And I hope some of you will, will make samosas at home because it's very, very good. And the important part is that you um, are having fresh samosas. And so now we are putting oil. We'll take out the potatoes in this. And you can always taste it, but Indian people, most especially I came, came from a very orthodox home, we don't taste beforehand because we always offer uh, whatever we have cooked to God. And God cannot have uh, contaminated food, that means tasted food. So we always make the food and offer it to God first and then we can eat it. So I'm just clearing this up so we can make the samosas. So this is canola oil. I always use canola oil because it gives me a good uh, heat level and I uh, know I can fry well. So here I put some oil and I'm heating it up. And now I'm going to show you how
So you first dip, you make a very smooth, um, not a circle, but I mean, it is a circle, but a flat uh, thing. And then you take this and you roll it. And rolling, this is a, an Indian rolling pin. It is 55 years old. And I, I still have gadgets that I, like this, this karhai is also 55 years old. I've got five um, gadgets in my suitcase when I got married. And I came to Chicago for the first time. So if this has to be rolled paper thin, now you can use white tortillas and dip each one in water and it becomes the same consistency or you can use um, uh, dough and make samosas out of that. So you don't have to roll all the way but I'm making this because I want you to learn how to make samosa so the so this is how it is rolled it's about nine inches and I am cutting it into half so once I have cut it into half it looks like this I am going to put water um, and again I should have kept it but here water on just half of the side not the whole thing and that side that I put water that covers the other one and this becomes a cone once you have the cone you put it towards where your thumb is so you know that your um, joint is is towards you and then you put the potatoes in So remember, if there are any leftovers, you can always make samosas like this, and but the leftover has to be dry. And then you put another water and line it up. And right in front of the ceiling, you make another ceiling and you put it together. And see, this is your perfect samosa. So the middle is right here and it's all the way. There are ways that you can make fancy. That means you go like this and it looks even fancier. Okay, now we are making a second one. So those who have not watched can watch. That means I've rolled a nine inch um, all-purpose flour uh, with some oil, kneaded it and then rolled it out. 
And now I'm putting water. And that water then seals the other one. So only half of the straight edge, I put the, the water. And once it is sealed, I make sure that it is sealed well and I put it towards my thumb. And then I take the filling. And make sure that the filling goes all the way at the end. Otherwise, people will think you are you're making you are miserly and you don't want to give a, a full samosa for, to people. So now again, take the water and you make a pinch right in front of the seal. This and this join in marriage, and then you seal it together. So again, the front looks like this and this is done. And now how do you know if your oil is ready? You take a little piece and you put it in. If the oil is hot, that piece that you have put will not jump up. But you wait until it comes up because that's very important. These are little things that I have done. That means I, I use almost 21 um, grains and I have made uh, packets of grains so people can um, then just memorize it or see it. So my samosas are ready. And remember the the dough that we have made um, that can be also used for khati roll and it is uh, there for this. So now I, again I take a little pinch and put it in and it pops right up so I'm putting my samosa in. You can put six samosas at a time but right now we are just making two. And when you are preparing a samosa, then you always have a plate ready where you uh, put a paper towel. So here I have a paper towel ready and once I take them out, I know that my samosas are ready. So they have to be light golden color uh, when they are fried and both sides have to be fried. So you fry one side and then you flip them over. So when you are taking them out, you drain all the oil. So you bring it to the side and you drain. So this is my samosa and we can serve it. So by, by putting it on paper towel, I make sure that I don't have any oil on it. Uh, 
And really, when you look at it, there's only one little spot of oil. So you, you make it so well that you or drain it so well that you don't have to have oil in it. And now I'm putting it on a plate. And then you take the two chutneys. One goes on this side. It can also go on the top and one goes on this side. So when you have to eat a samosa, you dip it in the chutney and that's how you eat it. So we have finished demonstrating and now I'm ready to take any questions that you have. Um, I do teach cooking classes and I have um, not because of the, because of COVID, I have not, I've done a lot of Zoom classes, but right now um, I get only one family at a time. Otherwise I would have three classes in a week and I would have three, four families each time. So um, I haven't had success, success in terms of um, putting people from different backgrounds together because I'm, I'm not sure about the vaccination and the health of the person. And I don't want to, uh, so now only families are coming and I have classes and teach anywhere from nine to 13 dishes in three hours. So today's class, you learned two chutneys. You also learned how to make papar and in the papar, we put bhail, which is um, uh, almost like uh, Rice Krispies, but uh, we call it murmura from, in, from Indian store and we dry roast it. And in that we put different nuts and different um, grains um, and uh, chutney and some fresh items. And the third thing that we made, or second thing that we made is samosa and with the two chutneys, and then we had khati roll with the paneer. So I'm ready for any questions, and uh, I also uh, wanted to say that I made the sweets, but I didn't make all the different kinds of um, street food because it would be just virtually impossible. Um, so I've just made three, and I hope you, I, I wish all of you could taste it because I still feel my samosas are the best, but that's how I look at it. Um, um, in the recipes that you gave, does it have the uh, dough for the um, samosa mentioned in it? Yes, it is. Okay, so Cecile, um, you should look at the program announcement or look on the website. You will find it. If you don't, Contact me and also I will on take my care website, of it. The samosa and chutney is posted. Oh, excellent, excellent. www.indiancookingclass.com. Um, which area of India is primarily vegetarian? Uh, it's all throughout. And again, those that are near the sea, they do eat meat. And people in the mountainous areas, they eat meat. And now meat is the popular thing. So even those that were strict vegetarian have become, um, they eat fish as well as uh, different meat. So it's, it's all over.
Um, so, um, well, are there other, which Indian store do you, which Indian store, or should I say stores, do you shop in in Chicago? Okay, I go, this is a 13, um, 13 block uh, strip called Devon Avenue, and it's 6400 North. And um, if you begin before Clark Street, and it goes all the way to um, 3000, which is almost past, past California. And um, there are now, I counted the other day, and there are 31 restaurants or places that are selling food. So there are lots and lots of places. Patel brothers have monopolized and they, they are literally the king of Indian grocers. And they, in 29 cities, they have number of stores. And in Chicago area itself, they have four stores. And um, so that is there. There's Kamdar, there's, there are many other stores that you can go. The best part is uh, not because not during COVID, but before you could go from shop to shop and find the best price. Now you can't do that because you just want to go in and quickly get whatever you want and come out because you, you don't know how much exposure is there. So um, my favorite store um, is, is, I do go to Kamdar. I also go to fruit market and I buy my fruits and I buy a few of the Indian groceries. So a lot of grain, a lot of rice, um, like the dosa is a mixture of uh, rice and uh, urada and it's soaked and fermented overnight and then, then it is made into a dosa. So every everything uh, means a little prep work, but more than that, it's serving with a lot of love. And that is what I feel has been a great uh, part of my being in Chicago, being with people. I've taught almost 8,000 people and I strongly feel that it's not just demonstrations in libraries, schools, community centers, or play, a place like today, but it's about spreading the word and making it easy for people to cook and cook Indian food. So what are the best Indian restaurants in the Chicago and Chicago area? So there's a good restaurant on um, um, Grand Avenue. Um, then there is Gaylord. These are downtown restaurants. They are expensive. That means uh, they may have 20, 19 dishes, 20 dishes. Um, and But you serve, you before it used to be $7.99, it's now almost $20. So depending on what you want, um, those two restaurants are fine. And then there are restaurants on Belmont Avenue. Um, uh, Hema's Kitchen is one of them. I, uh, Because of domestic violence, I have sent a lot of people who have worked in Hema's Kitchen, and that has been a good training ground for them. Uh, then we have a uh, uh, number of restaurants that have opened up um, on different streets. And uh, we still don't have any street food restaurants, but 
uh, on Devon Avenue, there are places where you can go in and get something very quickly and come out, which is not so different than buying it in a street food, uh, buying it as a street food. But yes, Devon Avenue has a lot of restaurants. Okay, so just out of curiosity, uh, like I believe it's on Chicago Avenue, and I think it's at least one or two outposts of the suburbs. There's a place called Agaholic, and they seem to be serving, the impression we get, it's sort of like post-drinking Indian snacks. Okay, so remember, they're almost like street foods. So there's samosa, there's bhel, there are other snacks that are aloo tikia, which is potato, uh, not pancakes, but potato hamburgers. But, but, but have you been to Agaholic? No. Okay, you I, should, I will, you should check it out because um, they're serving foods. I, I took Colleen Sand there, you know, yes. she's, she's at your, your level. And there were foods there she had never seen, which okay. was cool. So it's a good way that the, you can see some restaurant opening up with creative ways of presenting food. The biggest part is that the food is healthy and the food is served well. And it's, it's something that we would call wholesome. If all three are there, then it's a good place. So just for your edification, uh... They said, people said they live in Mount Prospect and their local convenience store carries Indian snacks and there's an Indian grocery store less than a mile away and many Indian restaurants are within five miles of us, of you those people in Mount Prospect. You're right. It's like the boom has happened. There's Bombay Palace. There's, there are lots of, um, even, even Whole Foods carry Indian goods. Of course, they are frozen or whatever, but they, you, you're beginning to see the spread of Indian food in so many ways, not just frozen food, but fresh uh, ingredients are also available. There's sometimes a little section just for Indian uh, spices. And that makes so much difference for us because we don't have to travel all the way to Devon or to any other place to get, get our ingredients. So I was at a program last week and this woman has parents that are like late 80s, early 90s who are Indian. And they're now like in a, in a community, one of these retirement communities. And one of the problems they're having is getting, uh, let's say the basics are there, like the dolls and the rices and those kinds of things but uh, some variety. And apparently they're also having problems with their stomach. So it's like, there's a whole market out there maybe for people who deal with geriatric food for Indians. Absolutely, absolutely. And now, you you know, um, the Metropolitan Family Services, they are actually delivering food to senior citizens and by senior citizens, they are also have four sites where people come together and get can get subsidized food uh, or lunch. And um, that is what- Now, is that Indian style, the food? These are all Indian style. That okay. There are six things that are served in, in any of the meals. There's rice, there's bread, there's a dal, there's a vegetable, and, uh, and the papar. And then ch chutneys are also kept there. So 
basically people get a complete meal and it's enough for them to be fed for that particular hour. Because I have, I mean, I've heard in the past that like some of the frozen or maybe dried prepared meals that are like on Devon Avenue, their intended audience was like for um, bachelors, Indian bachelors who yeah. didn't have somebody to cook for them. Yes. So a lot of bachelors are buying and uh, I have a, a, a close cousin of mine who would buy um, for a whole week, he will buy seven meals and that's <laughs> what he would eat. And um, again, there's so much variety available, both in frozen section and in the fresh section that people can buy that. Do you think that maybe some of these frozen foods would be suitable for a senior? Because that's what I suggested to these people. Just yeah, out of, you know. Actually, because they are wholesome and they are, they are fine because uh, people cannot cook, especially senior citizens cannot cook that much. And this gives them enough variety, like even in a pack, there is not just one vegetable, there's a rice or something else with it, and that makes it wholesome. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, well, somebody commented, people in Chicago are familiar with taking foods out from small shops. So, you know, what you're talking about is certainly doable. And there are now shops that are open, um, there are there's Garib Nawaz and then there's one on Chicago Avenue. Those two stores are definitely open all night and taxi drivers are able to go there. Excellent. Any other questions? So Scott, do you have any questions? I'm sure that you cook something or the other because I have shared at least three important uh, street foods, but more than that, I want you to have the taste and relish it and make sure to, that you can say, yes, I, I made Indian food, I cooked Indian food, but I also had Indian food. Um, for me, that Actually, years ago, I had a neighbor in Moscow, of all places, who was Indian. And the first time I ever went to Divine Avenue, the first time I ever heard of Divine Avenue was from this woman. And she's also arranged for my first bale puri, which was wow. excellent. So you, you're going to make bale puri again, but remember you can use papar as the container. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, Scott? Hi, Ranjana, um, do you have any idea, and you might not, when you might go back to just opening your home to the normal cooking classes. Um, you might not have an idea because of the way this pandemic is continues. No, there are people who have come in and once they came in, uh, I haven't been testing them, but now we have bought num uh, got number of tests and we will test everyone that comes in. So um, I just want, want the normalcy to come back. Uh, but can't say any time in particular um, when that can happen. And and the same would go. Uh, do you have any intention, or are you holding off to see when normalcy comes back before you do other tours of Devon Avenue? So I just did uh, completed a tour for twenty people on Devon Avenue, 
And um, I was very scared. Of, of course, I was all, all the time masked. But when you are eating, you do have to take your mask out. So it did not give you the feeling that um, you're not exposed. But hopefully this was a week ago and I'm okay. So that means I'm fine. And these were students uh, part of the Chicago Center. So um, they, they learned a lot. And uh, it, it is not just tasting food, eating food, but it's also about what Devon Avenue means. And I uh, was on the mayor's commission at that time when Devon Avenue, when the first India Sari Palace was the first store that opened. And I remember all the journeys and all the times that I had to go, go to mediate or go to do things from the mayor's office uh, on Devon Avenue. And now we have a mosque, we have a temple, and uh, we are part of the uh, uh, West Town uh, commerce. And people, now that the streets are clean, um, what a difference it is making and um, cultural um, part, especially medical facilities, jewelry facilities, um, the trading of people, of dishes and things that we used to take suitcases and um, pressure cooker and things like that and a lot of gadgets to India. Now we don't take as many because they are all available there and if there's a breakage they can get it done there. But uh, it's about community and I love that how people from not just from Hanover Park but different areas people have come, they opened a store, they are there and uh, again it's closed on Tuesdays but it, it really makes a big difference in lots of people's lives because the people travel from all over to buy things from Devon Avenue. Devon is literally a place where nine ethnic groups have established themselves through stores, through um, food, through uh, clothing, and one can shop around. And I think it's interesting that you live, uh, you live close to the lake around 6700 south, and you travel all the way to 6400 north to do your shop main shopping. So uh, it, I know Devon Avenue, I think just about everybody who's tuned into this program is familiar with it, but Devon Avenue isn't just a, an ethnic street for shopping. I think what there's over 100,000 people of Indian descent or Pakistani descent living in that area. So it's, it's a major Indian uh, center. First people were not living there, but now both sides, at least six blocks south, six blocks north, lots and lots of in, um, the, I would say the subcontinent of India, that means Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, uh, Nepal, uh, India, all of the, you know, people are living right there. And what a difference it makes. Uh, people are communicating. And that to me is the biggest thing that I would gain, not just psychologically, but also uh, com community-wise. When you are serving and when you see people coming together, what a difference it makes. Uh, they're not fighting among themselves, which they did when, when Devon was open initially. 
yeah, it's uh, and uh, anyway, and I hope everyone gets to Divine Avenue. But again, I think most of the just about everybody who's tuning in is familiar with it. Uh, it's an Indian uh, village. It's uh, it, it's, it's a strip it, with only Indian stores. Now that it, makes it so powerful. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a taste of India. So again, thank you so much for for this tour of Indian street food and a taste of India tonight. And uh, hope hope to see you again sometime. And maybe by the next time, there may be street food served on Devon Avenue too. Wow! Can't wait! Can't wait! Okay. But thank so, you for this taste. Thank you for this opportunity and. Um, Basically, what I want to say is find a drink. It can be a mango drink. Find a um, street food or an what we call an order. But find something that is substantial. And the substantial part is coming from rice, from puri or uh, roti or paratha. And those things are served with meat or ve vegetarian stuff. And that is very fulfilling. So enjoy your trip, enjoy Indian food, and do cook if you can. And your samosas are the best I've ever had. So thank okay. you. Namaste. The Good night. Thank Good you.